Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. Very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. It's Nigel Green here from the Equa Academy. I am absolutely delighted today to have Ryan Pepperdine with me. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Nigel. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Very good. Thanks for inviting me over. Oh, no, you're very, very welcome. I think for the benefit of the listeners, would you mind introducing yourself and maybe just giving a bit of your background? Sure, no problem. So, um, yeah, my name's Ryan, Ryan Pepperdine. Um, I'm an IT person, really. I've spent 15 plus years in global IT businesses. I've worked at HP and, uh, and, and Adele. Um, I've done lots of different roles and different projects, but I'm really um, now working in, in sales, mainly. Um, I'm married. Um, my wife, Dee, and I, we live in Worcester. I've got three girls. Uh, one of them is already at university, and we're working the other two towards that goal as well. So that's uh, that's what's going on right now. Um, in property, I've uh, just been in property for you know fifteen plus years as well. Really, mm. um, started in buy to lets, um, and then progressed into refurbs and sort of walked into sort of commercial strategies and things like that. So that's really yeah. my kind of background and where I am. Brilliant, brilliant. What what made you choose property as as your vehicle to to wealth and success? Um, couple of things. I mean, obviously, being part of a large IT business, global, spent a lot of time traveling, and I, I sort of got to a point in my life where I wanted to be more local, wanted to be more connected to um, the kind of local area. Really, um, I've always liked property. I like architecture. I like regeneration projects. I like the old building being reworked, you know, sort of into a modern building um, and then being, you know, absolutely fit for purpose and, and, and getting another go around that that whole building. So I, that's kind of interests me, you know, walking around cities, seeing buildings, seeing opportunities. I, I love that, done that all over the world. So um yeah. like to try and aspire towards sort of doing that at some point. Um, but yeah, so... You know, um, that, that's there the main reasons I would say. Sort of legacy uh, as well. I think you can build something and build a business and then get it get it set up and hand it on as well, right? So yeah, that would be really absolutely. really cool to try and do that. And, and I think properties uh, as an asset class is it's quite unique in the in the fact you can drive to it, touch it, see it, show the family, and um, and see the benefits of it, which is just absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe, if you won't mind, just maybe tell us some of your uh, key milestones and maybe achievements in your, your property journey thus far. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to say is it's a little bit early to be talking about achievements and milestones, right? It's not really my, uh, I suppose, personality to be uh, sort of talking about that at this stage. Um, I mean, thought about it a little bit, I would say, you know, we've set the SAS up, DNI, you know, we've had a great conversation about that. Where What do we want to do together? What does that mean for us? Um, that was really, really good on a, on a sort of personal, sort of private sort of basis. Um, so we set that SaaS up and we're using it, learn to flex it and, and use that in the business. I think it's been been great. So that's definitely something that we've achieved. It's not easy to get through, but, uh, you know, you just keep chipping away and getting that sorted out. Um, yeah. And, and I, I suppose um, just sort of, you know, getting some strategies under my belt, really talking to some people, starting to um, do some direct letters, things like that, reached out to some people in a different way, had some great results, you know, met some fantastically interesting people, 
really open, really, you know, happy to share um, and, and just never thought I'd be on that journey in terms of, uh, you know, those conversations and, and being able to sit and have a coffee with somebody um, that's got 15, 20 plus years in architecture or 15 plus 20 years in the building trade uh, or, or a business and just sort of sharing a few bits and tips and getting some advice, even if you didn't get the site or that site that you really contacted them is is way past and way gone. You know, um, the relationship, I think, has been um, more than I expected. So, so that's been something I've really enjoyed, really. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I think um, I think achievements in in the world in starts with actually the start, you know, just starting because a lot of people don't. They, they think about it and they, you know, they they they. Yeah debate and discuss and but never start and and I think that's that's a real a real credit to you I I also reflect on uh when we first met gosh a couple of years ago now and um you you your method of uh, of getting stock and opportunity and sourcing was the infamous pink envelopes wasn't it yeah that's right yeah pink <laughs> green blue yellow any color really just doesn't yeah. matter really but- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why, why did you choose that? What, what was the thinking behind that? Um, I think, again, you just you go on a bit of a journey. You, you gather information about direct marketing campaigns. I'd, I'd heard that people you know, can get them printed off by some VA somewhere and do them all en masse. I just sort of wrote a very short letter, printed it out, um, bought some envelopes um, that were brightly coloured, and then hand-wrote them, uh, signed them, hand-signed them, and then hand-wrote the envelope. Um, and I had a great response from from yeah. those. I just, I think if you see a a bright yellow envelope on your doorstep, you're going to go, "What the heck's that?" Right? You're going to open it. Now, whether you then take the next step and, and ring me up or contact me, even mm. if you have people just say, "Thanks, we're not interested," or "We've got nothing going on," but generally, yeah. I've had I've had a much better response. So, oh, it's uh, fantastic, and it, it'll stand out amongst all the whites and the brown ones, won't it? So, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's- yeah. So there's probably like millions of coloured envelopes now floating through the Royal Mail system, but uh, absolutely. Oh, it's great, great. I mean, it's probably the first time I ever heard about that as a strategy, and it's it was good to hear that it was very effective as well, which was uh, superb. But you know, setting up your SAS as well, I mean, that is no mean feat. You know, it's, I think it's fair to say you have to go through a process. It's there's a lot of spotlights on you, isn't there, in terms of compliance and uh, you know the ability to get through the HMRC approval process and those sort of things. So again, I think that's... Yeah. Uh, and it, it should be hard, right? I mean, it's it's Absolutely. there's a tax break prior to, you know, when you're sort of 18, 19, 20, you're paying money in, there is an opportunity with that. You don't really understand it at that stage. No. And then it's in that bubble. And and so it's it shouldn't be just, you know, easy to get at, right? So I don't have an issue with it. When I think about it now, it's a bit frustrating. It takes weeks and months and you're not really sure who you're dealing with. But I, I am, I'm okay with it being, you know, suitably difficult and you need to make sure that you know what you're doing because it's not for everybody, right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're just t- touching on a few achievements there, but of course, as we know, Ryan, you know, things don't always go according to plan, do they? Is through an example, something you've encountered unexpectedly in, how you overcome that challenge yeah i mean i think you know i'm still still getting through some of these challenges right so it's, i wouldn't say I'm, I'm i'm out of the woods yet at all but i think some of the obvious ones are is you know i've been i've had planning you know i know people say be very careful with planning and planning is a little bit of a risky item 
what I've again realized in my relatively short tenure in doing this is that that is out completely outside of your control. You know, we've put very good plans onto onto buildings. We've had very good architectures, good planning consultants. We've done everything right. Um, mm. You know, the building has been there for 15 years and is a falling down, is a drug den, burnt out wreck. But when the planning goes in um, and then the planning team take a view in the council, uh, in my particular case, they 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 sort of they took a lot of comments on board. Um, they didn't have any communication with us. It was kind of at the end of COVID, so I can understand it slightly. But instead of just picking up the phone, having the conversation, talking to us and saying, you know, you, you might need to think about your design, you might want to think about this, they just didn't. They just closed the application Um and and so it was very frustrating to just be sort of in that machinery, paying all that money, and then getting a decision letter that says, you know, we thank you for your communication and your openness, but under this circumstance, we, we we've rejected it. Well, there wasn't any. So, no, no. you know, and then you you speak to them afterwards, and they're very apologetic. They'll, oh yeah, we're sorry about that. We'll help you again. But it's just time. It's money and cost, and it's just it's easy, you know. And you, you would have thought, you know, for the greater good, it would have been a lot easier for them to just pick the phone up, give you a few top tips, maybe areas that were standout issues for them, so that at least you would have then a chance to uh, to rectify and resubmit, rather than just as you say, closing closing yeah. the, uh, the and- application. And when you look at the planning system and the way that it's, again, just learning it, you know, the, there mm. are no rules. It's not a rules-based system. It's a layer cake of direction. So that layer cake can mean anything to anybody. And as you layer things on, you get this different view. So it's incredibly difficult to get the the right answer if you're, if you're you know, if you, and sometimes you're better off not even asking, right? You're better off just, just doing and, and getting on with it. So again, just learning from some of the more seasoned developers, what they do, how they approach it, um, you know, perhaps asking for forgiveness rather than for permission is probably the, the, the way to go. But, you know, you learn these things. Absolutely. Um, and ego. I mean, the other thing as well is I think I've been in deals where I've really enjoyed telling people I'm I'm in property. I'm really pleased I'm progressing the building, you know, and then there's a problem with it. You know, because the, the, a constraint with the design, there's a constraint with something. And at that point, you could have then could have jumped out, could have said, actually, we need to stop here. But I've gone on a bit more, spent some more money, and then the inevitable's happened. And then you've gone, actually, we need to stop now. Um, again, I think learning from those lessons, those challenges, you know, you need to sort of like park your ego a little bit and just, you know, make sure that it's, it really does stand up on the numbers. Yeah, it's, it's head and heart, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. You know, you, you can keep hanging on to the dream, but sometimes it's it's never going to arrive. So it's it's worth considering whether That's you pull it. out at that point or not. I mean, what what sort of lessons have you learned along the way? Would you say that stand out? Lessons have I learned? Uh, I mean, I, I think you've got to be open to learning the lesson, right? I mean, I think mm. that that's mm. something that you know it's no good saying, oh yeah, you know this is the lesson but you've got to be you've got to be prepared to to, to admit you've made some mistakes and be genuinely open to it yeah. um yeah. i think um accepting that i guess the thing the small thing would be accepting that your first strategy is not going to be your last strategy right so i started off doing planning gains i've done direct letters i've done different things if you talk to somebody they say i thought your strategy was buy to let so i thought your strategy was this i think some people feel that as a, well, you can't then change strategy. You can't have more than one. Um, 
I, I've learned to be, you know, slightly more comfortable with that, right? So you can mm-hmm. have a look at these buildings, have a look at these strategies and roll on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, when I thought about the the, the, the podcast before we spoke, I think the, the, the main thing I've learned probably is in my about um, I'm a planner. I like to plan things. I like to write things down. I like to think about it. And we're in this process that we're in, in terms of property, there are things that you just don't know yet. Mm. And I've learned now to sort of park that in a bubble, not forget about it and be relatively comfortable that there is something in that bubble that I do not know yet. If I stop, I I don't, you don't get past it, but I think I've learned to just go, right, we'll look at that later on. We'll come back to that and just carry on with the process and, and, and see how far you get, look at the numbers, you know, if you find a deal for, I don't know, five million pounds and you haven't got five million, worry about that later on. Come back to that at mm. the right point in time. Don't stop because no, um so that's the biggest thing I would say. The lessons I've learned is knowing myself, being able to sort of say, I don't know that yet, and, and not get overwhelmed with the with the planning and the the due diligence and anything else and stop. So absolutely, absolutely. And, and and I know this is we're obviously having a chat about your your experiences, but clearly I'm aware you've got some great business partners around you as well, which have brought so much support to you over the years, haven't they? And you know, I think friends Correct, yeah. uh, from the past as well. So I mean, they they kind of fill in the bits, don't they? You know, I think we, we, we you know people that can go it alone. I think absolutely admirable, but sometimes it's absolutely. nice to have people around you, you know, which is yeah. Just I, helps you I don't actually forward. want to do it on my own. Nigel, really, if I'm being honest with you, I think, you know, Dee, my wife, is really supportive. She'll help and, and she's done, done you know, lots of different things to help me sort of move it on. But I'm a, I, I'm comfortable in the fact that if I share the benefit, I share the gain, but I share this kind of journey. Yeah. Um, my The current business partner, Nick, um, he and I, we're definitely sort of very similar in many ways. We have a shared view, shared values, you know, very businessy, professional, trust, all of those things. He just does it in a different way, right? And he has a complementary skill set. And it's yeah. taken me a little while and him, he and I to sort of connect and find each other. But that's great. It's really good. And I'm I'm really, really pleased that um, you know, we we kind of set the new business up. We're going forward together. Um mm. yeah, it's put it's it's you know it's, it's really good. Oh, that's fantastic. <clears throat> and I can just see the potential there. You know, I can I can see the the huge potential and opportunities are coming your way all the time, aren't they? And there's some great things in the pipeline, which I know we can't talk about. Anyway, moving on, moving on. So what, what are your, what are your plans for the future? Well, um, I mean, keep, keep rolling forward. As we said, I mean, you know, it's, it's, we know we're heading into 2023 likely to be a little bit choppy, right. Depending on what newspaper you read or what, what you listen to them on the radio. Um, I think we've got a great strategy. We're looking at, you know, new builds, um, we're looking at sort of greenfield and, and brownfield sites. Um, really excited about that in terms of you know how we're going to go to market, how we're going to do that. We've got a great professional team. Um, for the first time, I think we've really understand what they do, what I do, what Nick does, what our roles are, what do we bring, what's that kind of collective value add that we that we we all we all kind of uh, pull together with. Um, yeah, so you know it's it's going to be choppy next year. There's no there's no question, but I'm excited. I mean, I couldn't be more pleased in terms of you know I like the fact it's going to be a little bit tricky, right? Personally, I think it's if it was easy, as we said before, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. 
Um, that's not to make light of the situation at all, right? But, you know, it just helps you really focus and say, well, you know, what are we going to do here? What's our exits? Do we have enough? Have we really thought about it? What's the risk? What are we doing? Um, so, yeah, so um, that's our plans really in terms of going going towards um, 2023 in, in that mindset, really. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I think some of the, the words you've said that are so wise and, you know, to be thinking in, in adversity of all the different types of exits and what could come at you. I mean, the fact of the matter is, even in good times, you should be thinking that way because you just never know when something's going to come at you. And I think, you know, to see the backdrop of what could be ahead and thinking in that way, you know, I think that's just uh, total strength. Um, you know, in terms of you and your business partners and, and looking forward into the future, which is just fantastic. So, well done. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was I was asked to, uh, I, I was a bit humbled, actually. I was asked to um, write a chapter in a book called Advice to Younger Self. And this particular book was um, was written Mark, Mark Stokes. Um, you know, he headed the, steered the ship in terms of the book. And it was just... Uh, Absolutely amazing. I think for me personally, an ability to kind of summarize my life, you know, in, in a chapter and, and kind of use that to share that with my family as well. You know, there was some things they didn't realize I'd done in the past, you know, which was great because <laughs> the way I got them to engage with it, I got my 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 daughters to proofread it, <laughs> which, they, which they tore apart, I have to say, but we got there eventually, <laughs> yeah. which was brilliant, brilliant. And, you know, it it was a great thinking process you know just thinking about you what you've done and and if there was a moment where you could give some advice to your younger self you know what would it be and I, and I pose that question to you yeah it's a great question right I mean it's one of these kind of questions that that, that you probably answer at different times in different points of your life as well um I think getting my three daughters to critique my work would probably leave me a little bit cold as well Nigel so I'll probably <laughs> avoid that at this point but um I, I look I have thought about it I mean I think on one level it would be you know do not peel the stickers off the rubik's cube right just stick with it you've got it right do not cheat right um that's probably something that i've got a rubik's cube in my, on my desk somewhere so that's probably what is uppermost in my mind uh, on a more serious point i would probably say and i think you touched on it earlier on i think i would say just start right i think sometimes you can have an idea you can see an opportunity i've seen them in the past i can see them quite often um, and I've learned to just say, right, let's start. Let's have a look at it because the who, the what, the how, the when, all of those other questions, they can hold you back a little bit. That's that's not to say, you know, go carefree and jump into everything. But um, it, it, there is a tendency not to start. You can, as you said, start, learn, fail, then succeed. But you can't do any of that. You can't do any of that unless you start. So um, that's what I would say to my younger self really is, you know, don't stand there thinking about it. Don't sit there thinking about it. Don't write the the paper about it. Don't, you know, start, do it. Yeah, That'll be worth saying. And, I, you know, I, probably my my current years, I suppose, I I appreciate the fact that people do need to make mistakes because I, I think it's it's the fastest way of learning, fastest way of getting up that that learning tree don't make them twice but you know certainly you know making yeah. a little bit of a, a faux pas here and there here and there is okay it's okay yeah. learn from it you know and 
put it into your experience and then, you know, ask the different questions on, on the next occasion. So I, yeah. I think that's, that's so right. I mean, some people are very lucky. They find a strategy, they just work mm. it and it works for them. Yeah. So far, a few of the things I've looked at, I've tried them, you know, they've been moderately successful. Sometimes they've failed, but then I think it's okay to just say, right, I, I looked at that, you know, I tried, you know, assisted sales. It was okay. We got out of there. We did planning gains or whatever. It's yeah. not for me, right? And it's yeah. okay to say that you've moved on to another strategy. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be held to account. And it's no. uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. It's good. That's fantastic, Ryan. I'm sure everybody listening is really, you know, engaged with what you're saying and very wise words. It's uh, it's wonderful to hear the story. So uh, how can people follow you or get in touch? Uh, Ryan at Reby Homes, R-E-B-E, full stop homes. Um, that's my email address. Uh, happy to, you know, take an email, take a call. Uh, my details are in the mentorship group as well. Right? Most people have got my phone number on there. And you'll find me on LinkedIn as well on my professional uh, 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 profile as well. Right. So uh, there's a number of ways you can contact me and connect with me and reach out. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Well, thank you very much again for for joining me today. It's It's been an absolute delight and it's it's been a pleasure working with you over the last couple of years as well. Uh, and helping Thank you get you. where you've got to. Yeah, and I would just say, look, uh, you, you know, you and Mark, I think you've made a massive uh, contribution to to me and and, and and my family and kind of what we're doing. So I, I really, you know, genuinely appreciate it. Um, it's great to be able to have the Q and A and the support and and, and ask those questions. So um, you know, it's, it's, it's that's the difference, right? That's the X factor. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. You've been listening to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. It's Nigel Green uh, with uh, Ryan Pepperdine, and uh, hope you have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.